guys, here we are with the Passion Initiative. Today is Saturday, August 22nd. We're going to try something a little bit different than we've done in the past. And today I've got my wife with me. Say hi. Hey. And we were trying to think of something, you know, that we could talk about um, other than... I guess the normal topics of conversation, you know, whether you should wear a mask and all that kind of stuff. So what we decided that we would do um, is talk about something that we were introduced to. Well, actually, you were introduced to this concept Mm -hmm. like a while ago. Yeah, a friend told me about it. But, um, and I'm sure you told me about it, but I don't remember it. But I was getting my hair cut this past week. And the guy cutting my hair, he asked me if I had ever heard of the Enneagram. And I was like, no, I don't, don't have any idea. And he was like, well, it's been around, I, I don't know, I think he said like since the 1500s, 1600s, something like that. But it's basically a personality test that you take and it assigns you a number. And then that number has certain characteristics, right? Right. And so I came home and I found a test to take um, online. And there were a bunch. I just tried to, honestly, I just tried to pick one that sounded like the name of the place was legit, you know. And so I I answered the questions. and, And the guy that had told me about it, he told me, he said, you know, if you do a test, it is super important like you have to answer the questions completely honestly you can't you can't answer the questions from the standpoint of what you wish you were like or what you want to be like you actually have to answer them the way that you know you are yeah but some of them are kind of difficult also yeah well i was about to say that because you're right because some of them you kind of go well i could go either way on this one Um, but you, you kind of have to pick. So anyway, I did the test and the number that it gave me was an eight. And then you came home and I told you about it and we looked at what an eight is, right? We looked Mm -hmm. at the description of an eight. So what is an eight? An eight is the challenger. So... This is the description of eights. And then y'all can listen. And for those of you who know Josh, you can decide if if you think that's accurate or not. Eights are self-confident, strong, and assertive, protective, resourceful, straight-talking, and decisive. But can also be egocentric and domineering. Eights feel they must control their environment especially people, sometimes becoming confrontational and intimidating. Eights typically have problems with their tempers and with allowing themselves to be vulnerable. At their best, they are self-mastering and they use their strength to improve others' lives, becoming heroic and inspiring. And that is that is a brief description of eights. That's an eight. 
All right, so go back to the beginning um, because and it may have been in the very first sentence you read. There was a there was something that like just viscerally I completely disagreed with right off the bat. Okay, what's that? Self confident. But you you present yourself as self confident. Okay. It, yeah. People would agree with that. That because may that's not what be. The, that's what they see. Right. Right. But right. But I guess I guess the reason I disagree with that is because. And I've said this for years, what people see versus what I really am are not always the same thing. Yeah, but they, but, but I would say if I didn't know you, if I didn't know you as your wife, I would say that you were self-confident. But because I know you the way that I know you, right. I know that that's not entirely true. Yeah. I mean, not entirely true. If it were on, if it were on, (laughs) if it were on a spectrum, I would be like way on the other end of it's not true. Right. I mean, yeah, I mean, and, and look, that's just one of the things my entire life I've struggled with is, you know, I agree that people that, might only know me from kind of an arm's length distance might walk away with the idea that I'm self-confident, that I'm bold, that I'm, you know, I'm sure of myself. But the reality is that is almost never the way that I actually feel. That's true. I always doubt myself. I always feel like, I'm not measuring up that I'm not, you know, doing what needs to be done. So, but, you know, there was something else that you said in there, which we've heard, you know, as long as we've been dating and we're married, I mean, we've been married for 20 years. We've been dating, you know, we dated for five years prior to that. So, I mean, for a quarter of a century, we've known each other. And certainly I would think if there's one thing universal from the time we met through today that, that people have said about me is that kind of unapproachability. Yes. Yeah. That, that's been the one thing that I think that you and I have struggled with, or at least I, I understand, like I understand who you really are. But I know that other people don't. And so it makes me very nervous, especially when we go into like a new environment. I'm constantly telling him, be nice, be nice. I don't really mean that he's going to be mean because to someone. I'm, because no, I'm, I'm, no. I'm never mean to anybody. But his, his appearance looks as though he's mean. Um, and that's been, that has been a constant thing that I have said to him over the years. Um, or if we're meeting new people or, you know, I'm just like, be nice, or we'll be sitting somewhere and I will, someone will come up to him and I will view his just demeanor and facial expressions as I would call it mean. And I'll like squeeze his hand. And that was to let him know, smile, (laughs) do something. Yeah. You know, but, but, and you're right. We've dealt with that for a long time. You know, we, and we, 
I mean, I guess to be fair, there have been a lot of people over the years that after that initial encounter with me, they just don't have any more encounters with me because they view it as standoffish. Right. You know? Well, this has been my experience. You're right. That initial that initial introduction to you usually is going to go one of two ways. They're they're going to have that, and then they're going to make an assumption. And and I don't necessarily sometimes fault them for their assumption. Okay, but it is it's wrong usually. Um, but if if they're ones not to give up, and they keep coming back, and they get past that um like they love you it's almost like you're they either hate you or they love you (laughs) like like chuck right i mean that's like chuck i mean chuck was persistent in talking to me chuck is our preacher right okay and you know i i don't specifically remember but I just know how I am. And so I'm pretty sure that when Chuck first started talking to me, I was probably the way that I always am, which is I'm very, I don't want to say withdrawn because I don't, I don't feel withdrawn. I just feel like I isolate myself, right? I don't, I intentionally do not let people get real close to me. I, I, I guess what I would say is I'm very cautious with other people. Yes, you are. But but Chuck was persistent. And, and Chuck also, it'd be really interesting to see what his Enneagram number is because he's a very vocal person. He's a very upbeat, mm-hmm. positive, hey, how you doing? You know, And I am the complete opposite of right. that. It's not right. that I can't be that way. But that is not my natural state, right. right? But over, you know, a year or more of doing that, it's almost like swinging a hammer at a brick wall. Eventually, Chuck got through. And once he did, Chuck and I had been tight. Right, right. Well, and it's, we know a lot of people um just through various um, avenues through our life, whether it was childhood friends, like while we were dating, to when we moved up to Pennsylvania to law school and we attended a church there. Um, Depending on how they know you, they will say two different things. I have gotten people who, you know, say, oh, that Josh, he's, man, he's kind of, he's hardcore. He's, you know, he's whatever. And then I've got, we've got other people who know you as a cut up. Right. And (laughs) funny. And if those sets of people ever met, they They would be flabbergasted. They would say that, no, that's not the right Josh. That's not the same person. (laughs) Right. Well, you know, and we've said this before, it's, you know, if you were to take the average person that deals with me, you know, say professionally or just knows me kind of on the surface, they're going to have a particular view. And I, I agree with you. I think if, if my mom 
were to sit down with those people and they asked my mom, describe Joshua. You know, I promise you somewhere in that description, oh, he, he's, he was the cut up. He's the mm-hmm. class clown. He's the practical joker. You know, he's always goofing off. And you're right. I think there's a lot of people that would look at, do what? That is. Yeah. Okay. No, no, no. I'm talking about Josh. The, the guy that like he's standoffish, he's arrogant. If he doesn't want to talk to you, he simply doesn't talk to you. I'm talking about that guy. Like, but no, that's the same person. You yeah. know? And, and you know, there's something else in that description that I do think is, is correct. That, and I, I can't remember exactly how it was phrased, but it was something like a straight talker or mm-hmm. a direct talk. I mean, something like that. That is something that we've also dealt with for 25 years. Right. Because... I, well, would you agree I am not a confrontational person? No, and I know that sounds very opposite of what a lot of people think, <laughs> but, and it's kind of weird, it's, he he really doesn't enjoy confrontation, it's just, he doesn't back down from it. Right. Yeah, I think there's a, I think. I don't seek it out. Right, right. And when it happens, I mean, if you think about just the things that upset me just in everyday life, the things that oftentimes upset me the most are the confrontations Mm -hmm. because I do not like confrontation. I just don't. But that's kind of like that whole, he's a very stoic, uh, very hard nosed, very unapproachable guy versus no, no, no. He's the practical joker. While I do not like confrontation and I do not seek out confrontation and I do take measures to avoid confrontation, if I can avoid it, I also will tell you what I think. Right. And oftentimes I will not, I won't sugarcoat it, so to speak. Right. And that's, I don't want to say it's created issues, but that is something where. Well, that with, with the initial impression impression that that people yeah. get but yeah i mean he he truly isn't a confrontational he he doesn't yeah he, you're right you don't seek it out but you you don't back down from right. it um and i don't think there's anything wrong with that yeah um you know it's like if you were i don't want to i don't want to mention names but I, you'll probably remember this I, I think a perfect example of that is someone we were together at a place that we frequent and someone came over to where we were sitting Mm -hmm. and they asked me, Hey Josh, would you do X next week or two weeks from now or whatever the case was? And I just looked at him and I said, no. And then they Uh just, they just, right. Oh yes. Yes. Walked off. Right. (laughs) And that was, yes. And again, I, you know, I, I wanted to crawl under the table because I would have never responded. Even if I felt that way inside, I probably, I probably would have lied. Really. I would have made up an excuse and I guess that's not much better, but it was just a, no, (laughs) there was no explanation. It just, no. And it was, but that was kind of the end of it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. So, I mean, I guess I, I can understand certain aspects of the eight, but it's 
I don't know. It's, just, it's interesting to me because a lot of those characteristics, I think, are really there to maybe protect or or hide what's really going on inside of you, right? Right. It's kind of like it's kind of like they used to say about bullies. You know, if you, it's like when I was growing up, my dad would tell me, you know, there was a general rule in my house as it related to me. And that was, you never start a fight. You just, you do not do that. But if you're put in a position where you have to fight, you finish the fight. And I was taught that there was one thing about bullies in general that once you hit them back, they stop. Right. Because what the bully mentality is really kind of a facade to an inner weakness that they've got. You know, and so I think I think about that a lot when it comes to the this idea of what these eights are. Okay, so if I'm an eight, right? <laughs> so we've got this I know these aren't their terms, we've got this controlling um hard-nosed you know whatever you took yours and you're a two i'm a two all right so here's the two the two they call the helper i help all the time (laughs) (laughs) so it says twos are empathetic sincere and warm-hearted They are friendly, generous, and self-sacrificing, but can also be sentimental, flattering, and people-pleasing. They are well-meaning and driven to be close to others, but can slip into doing things for others in order to be needed. They typically have problems with possessiveness and with acknowledging their own needs. At their best, useful, and altruistic, they have unconditional love for others. Now, (laughs) (laughs) you know, you know, honestly, when I was reading that, you know, that first sentence, twos are empathetic, sincere and warm hearted. And I and I honestly believe that this goes deeper than just I'm a man and you're a woman. But just sitting here talking to each other, our voice, the way that we talk really kind of goes in line with our Enneagram number mm-hmm. because you're very, you know, meek, meek and sweet. And, you know, if you knew him, like I know him, you know, I don't think I sound like that, <laughs> but you know, so, so what do you think? What, I mean, when, when you took your test and you came up a two, did, did you go, yep, that's spot on. Or did you go, what? Well, no, I mean, it sounds a little, like self-serving for me to say, yep, that's me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because because unlike mine, where it's basically like, we're going to tell you a polite way of how you're really screwed up. Yours is kind of like, you're just a great person. Um, no, I mean, I, yeah, I mean, I, <laughs> I have, I, I can have a temper too, but overall, yeah, I think generally speaking, it's true. Uh, I can remember growing up, um, and I, I experienced this with my daughter, my middle daughter, and maybe this is just true for most all children. I don't know, but, um, you know, when you're little, when you're young, like grade school, 
you know, kids are mean to you. I mean, even even if you're not bullied or picked on a lot and you have friends, people are always mean to you at some point in time. Um, and it would just crush my heart into a million pieces if somebody said something to, about me or said they didn't like me because I just could not understand. <laughs> Why would somebody not like you? <laughs> yeah, I, yes. And it would just crush me. And not that it shouldn't, but I mean, it, I remember my mom, she would, she sometimes would almost get upset with me because not that it hurt my feelings, but I dwelled on it so much that yeah. it was kind of like, okay, their opinion doesn't matter. Move on, you know. Um, and I experienced that. We experienced that with our daughter. She's very sensitive in that way. Um, relationships are very important to her. And she cares a lot about, like, what people think of her because they don't want, right. um, you know, anybody not to like her. And, you know, and that that's really interesting. And it has... Again, it hasn't created issues. I mean, I don't want it to sound like, you know, if you come to our house, we've got therapists on every corner. But <laughs> but that is something that we've dealt with. Because, you are you know, as you describe yourself from the standpoint of you want people to like you, you know, you want people to be your friend. It really does. And we, we were joking about this last night when we went to dinner. It, it's kind of like, how did you and I end up together? Because, <laughs> right. because you want people to like you, and I don't want anybody around me. Yeah. So how does that happen? Well, you know what's interesting on these little tests? It'll also tell you like who like your number should marry. Well, if you look on there, an eight and a two yeah. should not be together. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't really know what that means. But I will say this. It, it has worked. It has worked beautifully because he has something that I need to work on, which is being a little more, uh, being able to stand up for myself a little bit more. And I, and over the years I've, I've been able to do that along with maturity, but, um, and then I think in some ways I've been able to soften his rough edges a little bit. So it, it actually has been a really good combination combination. Now, you know, we don't see eye to eye on, everything um a lot of times but you know i think it's worked well together but 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 wouldn't you say that the times where we have our arguments right i mean not just you've got one view and i've got another but the times that become stressful like it's a flat out we are you know we're sold up we're not talking to each other for an hour or whatever that is most of the time because of those really strong eight characteristics that come out of me mm-hmm. that I don't, I don't control. Right. Right. It's where I'm just like, no. Uh, and you know, that, that, you know, you talk about our middle, our middle child, which is our, our, our oldest daughter. And you're, you're absolutely right. She is so concerned about her friendships the girl the little girls that she considers to be her friend and you know we've had this discussion before about you know when there's something that bothers her you know your your approach with her you know i mean i can see this in my mind it's like i i'll walk in the room and i can tell y'all are having some kind of like serious conversation and so i'm dad and i'm an eight so i want to know what's going on right (laughs) I'm like, what's what's the matter? What's happening? 
And you're just like, well, you know, she was talking to so-and-so and so-and-so said this and it hurt her feelings. And, and I'm just explaining to her that you have to let that stuff go sometimes. And, and what happens? I go, or... Just don't talk to them. You can just be like, you need to go pound sand. Just cut them off. Quit talking to them. And then at that point, I have to step in and I say, hey, you know, just don't listen to him. (laughs) I have to say, don't listen to him. And yeah. Which is, which is good. I mean, you know, I, I say that, you know, kind of, you know, in a laughing way, but I mean, and, and I've said, and I've said this, I have said this for years. I do not want my kids to have my personality. I just, you know, I, I, I think that I think that I'm a good person. I think that I try to do good. You I try to good do person. right, but I don't want them to have my personality. Well, I, I would say this, and I'm not just saying this because I'm your wife. You are a very good person. We are very lucky to have you. But I don't think that it's that you don't want them to be like you or have your personality. There are certain things about your personality that are not maybe as positive <laughs> that you wouldn't want to pass on to them. But likewise, I, I have things yeah. um, in my personality that I don't want them to have. Yeah. Well, you know, I guess it's I guess that's maybe that's why we do work well together, because we, we are kind of like yin and yang. I mean. We're two, you know, I mean, quasi extremes where I look at you and I say, you know, and, and, and we say this sometimes, you know, you'll tell me about a, a situation that you're in or a conversation you're in and you'll say, I'm so glad you weren't there right? <laughs> because yes. I know if you had been there, like you would have said something, right? You would have engaged that person. And, and sometimes I get frustrated with you because you tell me about things and I'll be like, okay, what did you do about that? What did you say? You're like, well, I just, I just let it go. And I'm like, what? You, <laughs> no, you're supposed to, you know? Yeah. But, but on, on the flip side of that, which is far more often, you know, the shoe's on my foot and, you know, we'll leave a conversation or we'll leave some place and you'll be like, you know, you really came across like a jerk. And I'm like, how? <laughs> you know? Yeah. But that's so so I but but you know when I look at the two, when I look at the description of the two, I think, yeah, that absolutely makes sense. You know, they are well meaning and driven to be close to others but can slip into doing things for others in order to be needed. I mean, I, I absolutely think that's you because there's, when I look at you, I think you are, you are like Ava or Ava's like you. You are a good person, right? I mean, like you are, the things that I have to consciously try to work at just are part of you. You, you are so good to the people around you. And really, it's, not, it's, it's only been probably within the last, I don't know, five, six years, maybe ballpark, I don't know, that that stronger part of your personality has come out mm-hmm. where you've been more like, I'm not taking that. Right. I'm not, you know, I am not going to tolerate that. 
which is very different for you mm-hmm. because you know most of the time that we've known each other you have been the person who whatever is said just let it go just let it roll you know you're always kind to everybody and i mean and you know, and i think that i think that that goes into another another big difference between you and i which we battle and i mean i feel like everything we talk about is how i've got all these faults <laughs> but you don't <laughs> i've got all these faults no. but if we live long enough you're going to pull me toward the two a little bit <laughs> no. and things will be better but it's but it's like this it's like something can happen that aggravates both of us mm-hmm. right I mean, like externally, whether it's in a relationship or, or whatever, something can bother both of us. And we can come home and we can talk about it and we can say, I can't believe that happened. You will be the first person, though, to, to go, that's done. That's water under the bridge. And, like, and I'm the person who's like, no. I, you know, I mean, I don't... I, I, I hate to say it this way, but I guess it's true. It's like, I can hold a grudge. Yeah. Well, I think it depends on the situation because I, I'm like that definitely if the situation didn't directly impact me. It's a lot easier for me to say, let it go. I mean, I, I may I may hear the situation and agree completely. That would really tick me off too. Or that is not right. But it didn't happen to me, so it's a lot easier for me to say let it go. I have noticed, you're right, over the last um, couple of years, if something has directly impacted me, it's a little harder for me to do that. I'm a little, um, I'm more confident kind of saying what I I think, um, or at least I am to you. Yeah. (laughs) Um, but, But don't shortchange yourself. You, you know, look, some of those uh, characteristics you do have, but one of the things that it said, and it's true, and don't don't forget this, um, at their best, they're self-mastering. They use their strength to improve others' lives. That is absolutely true. <laughs> and, you know, you, your kids adore you. They respect you. And I don't really know a whole lot of people out there who, who truly know you and do not respect you. And, and that is, that's something. (laughs) Well, look, I mean, that's true. Yeah. I understand what you're saying. I mean, yeah, I, I think it's, it's a really weird it's a really weird position, I think, that I'm in with my my kind of personality because you're right. On the one hand, I love to help other people. I, I love to build other people up. Um, it is not common for you to find me like intentionally tearing somebody down. Now, it's not uncommon for me to confront somebody, but, but I don't, you know, not in a mean way. Right. But, you know, I balance that and I, and I, you know, I hate to use this example, but it is what it is. One of the things I struggle with is like letting stuff go. Mm -hmm. I mean, and I've, I've always been that way. There is, 
and, and I mean, there are other people that know this, and I'm not going to name names, but obviously with my job, you know, I primarily do criminal defense work, which means that by necessity, I deal with prosecutors. And, you know, there are prosecutors that I deal with that it's, it, it, I, I could put them on like a continuum. There are those that I deal with and it's literally just, it's just business. It's, I, I don't really feel one way or another about them personally. It's just, you're the prosecutor. This is what we're doing. Whatever. You kind of move up a little bit. And then there are prosecutors that I would put in what my definition of a friend is. Now, they've never come to my house. I've never been to their house. You know, we don't call each other on a weekly basis and go, hey, man, how's it going? You know, it's, it's not like that. But they are people who, I mean, if they called me right now and they said, hey, my, my truck is broke down. Is there any way you can, I would do it. I would, I, I would do it in a heartbeat. And I feel like they would do the same thing for me. Now, we, we do battle inside the courtroom, that's for sure. But there's a, there's kind of a friendly mutual respect there. But there is one prosecutor, like in the entire world that I function in, that I don't want to talk to. And this is the honest truth. If a person called me today and said, hey, I've been charged with such and such crime, this is the county that it's in, can you help me? And I talk it through with them and I, and they say, yes, wonderful. I want to hire you. If, if I mean, and, and of course this isn't true. Okay. But, but if I were to say, okay, well, in order for you to retain me, it's going to take a hundred thousand dollars in cash. Okay. And you're going to have to pay off the mortgage to my house. <laughs> And okay, great. So the person literally, they come to my office, they put a briefcase down in front of me, they open it up, there's a hundred thousand dollars in cash, and the guy says, Here's a check made out to Wells Fargo for you to pay off your loan on your house. And I go, Wonderful. This is this is great. I look forward to working with you. Oh, by the way, do you know who the prosecutor on your case is? If they name that name, I will close the briefcase, I will hand them their $100,000 back, and I will continue to pay on my 30-year mortgage. I will not take a case with that person on the other side. And it, and it stems from something that happened years ago. I mean, and that's just weird to me. Right. Because, I mean... I, there are prosecutors that I deal with now that were part of the same office that I left from. And when I left from that office, there was a lot of tension that surrounded that, you know. But over the years, that's those like like those edges have been smooth. I can right. deal with them. You know, I can call them and say, hey, what, what are we doing on this case or that case? I just can't, you know. And, and, that, and that, I guess that's... When I say something like, I don't want my kids to have my personality, that like that's one of the pieces that I'm talking about. Because I feel like I feel like if you were in that same position, you probably would have been mad just like I was 
you know, on the front end, but you would eventually have been like, it's done. But, and I, I'm, I'm not trying to necessarily take up for you exactly, but if, if that is a pattern with that person, that plays a role in that. That's, yeah. that's not a, that's not a one incident. And then, you know, that, that may be a, a pattern that every single time, I mean, if I had somebody that every time I went up to them, they were mean to me, I'd stop going up to them. Yeah, that's true. Um, that's true. So, and you know, and I, and, and <clears throat> I think, I think over, over the years, you and I both know like what kind of personalities the other person doesn't deal well with. Mm-hmm. And I'm actually, I'm okay with somebody who wants to be direct with me and confront me. Like I can deal with that. Um, again, I don't seek it out, but I can deal with it. But if we had to, if we had to say, if there was one personality type that you just do not need to put around me, it's an arrogant person. Right. Like that. I mean, you, the rules go out the window for me when it comes to arrogant people. I don't think anybody likes those, but yes, you, you, yeah. (laughs) And look, and I, and I think that that, you know, what's interesting about that to me is I think that that just like for you, you go back to your childhood and you say, I remember like dwelling on the fact that so-and-so didn't want to be my friend and it, and like it bothered me so much. Right. It's kind of the same way for me. I can go back to my childhood and I can remember as a child being made fun of because I didn't have what the other kids had because I didn't wear the kind of shoes that other kids wore because my parents didn't drive the same kind of car that other kids drove because I didn't live, you know, in the right part of town, you know, when I was growing up, I remember being made fun of for that. And I think that because of that, there are two very strong aspects of my personality that I deal with today. And one is I'm a perfectionist. Like everything has to be done right, but I never feel like I actually make it. I always feel like I didn't do good enough. You know, I didn't measure up. But the other part of that that kind of thing is anybody that I perceive to have that mentality like I experienced as a kid, I, I have zero tolerance for. None. It's just that the it's just that the game has changed, right? right. And, and instead of it being you're making fun of me because when I was a kid, you know, if you had off-brand shoes, they were called buddies, right? You remember that? Oh, he's wearing buddies, you know? Where'd you get your shoes? Walmart, right? Um, you know, and, 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 you know, whatever. It's just you fast forward, and it's like the way we do that as adults is, oh, I went to Vanderbilt, I'm super smart, you know, it's that, and I just, oh, it's, but you know, I think, I think every personality type has positive traits, things that they bring to the world that make the world a better place. And they have negative aspects that don't necessarily 
hurt the people around them, but they become an internal struggle for that person. Yeah. And so I, I guess in part, the trick then also becomes with your kids, how do you, how do you work with them to develop the right kind of personality characteristics or recognize what their personality is so that, you know, they don't struggle with the things that we struggle with, or is that even possible? Well, I, I know, I know that we don't do everything right with them. Um, but as they grow, I know that I try to be as honest as I can with them when they experience something. Yeah, that wasn't right. That wasn't nice. And you know what? That's probably going to happen again. Um, and you just, you've got to learn how to deal with it. It's hard at this age for them to, to understand that. Well, and I think that, and we've kind of touched on this, but I think the other thing is, and, and I do think we're good about this. We, we are pretty decent about telling our kids, like, don't respond the way that your daddy just responded. Right. You know, I, I mean, you, yeah. I mean I don't, again, I'm not sure. It's not yeah. like we got therapists everywhere, but, you know, we are good about saying, okay, look, because I'm very protective of right. my kids. Right. And this probably will not make me sound very good. Well, none of this podcast has so far, but, <laughs> but this won't make me sound, I do not discriminate based on age when it comes to like people doing my kids wrong. I do no. not care if you're nine. I do not care if you're 39. <laughs> like if you do something to my kids, I'm going to take you out. He wants to meet you outside. <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I just, I can't stand it. And so what ends up happening, and, and, and part of my problem too is because I do tend to speak directly, I don't, in some settings, I don't really put a filter on it. Right. And I don't mean like I cuss. It's not, not, not like that. But I say what I think. Mm-hmm. But it's important, and I do think we do a good job of recognizing that when something like that happens, we, we kind of stop and go, okay, kids. What your dad is saying <laughs> is really like, it's just that dad's upset about this. Right. It doesn't really mean, you know, that you have to go take this person out. That's not, you know. And, and you know, I guess we can end on this. From a personality thing, our son is your personality. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um. Our middle daughter is, she has some of your personality traits. She has some of mine, but our daughter is the one who, she's probably the hardest on me Yeah. when she, it comes to having the right kind of attitude. Yeah, she puts her foot down on her daddy. <laughs> she does. It's quite... <laughs> I've seen them go back and forth at the kitchen table, and it's quite funny. And she's passionate. She is. I mean, it's not just, Dad, you shouldn't say that. I mean, it is an argument of, why would you say that? 
Yeah, she goes you, from sitting down to standing, standing up. Standing up, that's right. I mean, it doesn't matter if you're in the middle of spaghetti or not. It's like, Daddy will say something, and she'll be like, you shouldn't say that. And of course, you know, I grew up in a house where you argue, not fight. Okay, there's a difference. I grew up in a house where you argue. So when my daughter says, Dad, you shouldn't say that, my response is never, okay, you're right. My response is, why shouldn't I say it? Right. What do you mean, why shouldn't you say it? That's mean. How, how would you like it if somebody said that to you? Your your feelings would get, and it just goes from yes. there. And she just, yes. I mean, she lets me have it. So, all right, I don't know. Um, maybe we've helped somebody. Maybe we've just <laughs> really screwed some people up. Or maybe we could, we might be able to classify this one under comedy and people could just listen to it and be like, whoa, man, aren't we glad we, we got it together better than those folks do. Or a crane therapy session. Yeah. All right. So we'll call that a day for the Passion Initiative and we will come back and talk to y'all another time.